0: All right, welcome to Useful Idiots. I'm Matt Taibbi. And
1: I am Katie Helper.
0: We're going to do things faster this week. Let's try to make yeah. it faster. Yeah, right, let's do it. I think the pace has been a problem, he says, okay. already already delaying.
1: I know, yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like to
1: talk about how Catholic Matt is, and he has to say he's not active. I say, no, I mean culturally.
0: Guilt, right, guilt. and then it's a whole thing. Yeah, we yeah. can just speed right to the end where we, decide, yeah. where we run so out of... Thanks so much for watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Go to uh, usefulidiots.substack.com.
0: Right. Don't don't watch whatever that podcast is. We always yeah. make fun of yeah. uh, Pots of We America. can play this whole thing on two speed. Right. Yeah. Lots to talk about this week. A big story that we're actually not talking about, and I don't, I don't think in any of our segments, is this: the whole sudden reappearance of the, of the lab leak hypothesis, which has basically everybody in America pissed off in one direction or another. Yeah. Um, in and-
1: fact, not to toot my own show, but uh, on the Katie Halper show this week, I spoke to Thomas Frank.
0: Right. And he about did a
1: the piece he did for the Guardian.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. about how it's going to be a yeah. what's the term? A moral earthquake, if it turns yeah, out to be true, turns to be
1: true. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's an And little fourth wall uh, destruction here. Thomas Frank really wanted to hang out with you, Matt and me.
0: Uh huh. I know. And, and it was I only me, Matt. Yeah, but it was good. I'm a hermit. What, what can I say? Oh,
1: a yeah. hermit. You're advertising for morally <laughs> sanctioned. Something happens to you.
0: Oh right, yes, yeah, we've. But your family been to alive, so you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't yeah. go there. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to at some point get into the lably yeah. thing because it's it's hilarious on a on a bunch of levels because people don't know how to define it. Like there are some people who see the reappearance of this hypothesis as as part of a deep state plot against China. And then there's other people who see it exactly the opposite way, essentially saying that the original pronouncement that the lab leak hypothesis was conspiracy theory was the deep state hypothesis. Right. So there's this epistemological like or epistemic or whatever the word is argument about sort of the origin of this new thing, and everybody's bugging out about it, and they and they feel way more strongly about it than probably they need to. But um, yeah,
1: I mean, it has become you know, you and I have slightly different views on China, but I'm working on my dual citizenship right now as we speak, actually. But um, a lot of people who I'm friends with and like agree with politically are just understandably, I think, kind of like knee jerkily saying this is like not true and this is new cold war on China, but you know. The nice thing about this is if it is true, right? And just to summarize, it's basically like Thomas Frank is saying it could have been gain, what is it, gain of function? Gain of function research, right? yeah. Which, Which wouldn't, when,
0: it wouldn't implicate China alone, by the way. It would right. also implicate us. That's right. Because yeah, like yeah. we
1: funded that and, and part of it, yeah. Part of it. And also, and it would be ironic if because Obama's administration stopped doing that, right? And then Trump started again. So it would be really ironic if Trump helped this thing happen. Right. Help China. But uh, it, you know, I was a lot of people pointed out to me that. I was like, well, of course, people are afraid that it's, you know, that it's going to stir this, like, hostility towards China or justify hostility towards China. And also it's racist. You know, they're afraid of that stuff. And they're like racist as opposed to the idea that it started because they're like, eat dirty food. I know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which I
1: didn't. I was like, oh, okay, then sure. Yeah. So we're competing between two potentially racist narratives, which I think should free people up. But and also I just want people to know it's not I mean, you can people can oppose gain of function right which is when you like basically you create a stronger version of something but it's in the name of science it's to create immunity around it if a country if china did do this it wasn't to be like we are going to let this out and poison the world or this is part of an attack on the west
0: right the 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 scientific critique of this is that basically it's a bunch of people who were being irresponsible in their pursuit of this kind of research like they were running around collecting a whole bunch of it was like it's sort of like Jurassic virus park yeah they, they were they were getting good, together a bunch of dangerous stuff yeah exactly and putting it in uh in labs and right sort of enhancing it uh, in order to, to test which one is more likely to become a pandemic and oops you know these humanized mice or whatever, something happened right yeah. and, and yeah. uh whatever the theory is everybody's but in in typical american fashion there's nobody who's even mildly neutral about the whole thing they're you're in complete freak out mode and um we'll have to get to it at some point yeah so uh for food groups i think you're you're first right this is a democrats suck is there anything
1: no i I was you know i pulled an all-nighter trying to find something (laughs) i i settled on on this one let's see so we got you know this is kind of it was just a question of time uh, before this came up again. We got Rahm Emanuel. He is being uh, reportedly offered Japan ambassadorship. People may may know that Rahm Emanuel is uh, a little problematic. He's a uh, he's a dick. He's a dick. He was, uh, of course, uh, Obama's chief of staff. Uh, he helped cover up as mayor of Chicago uh, the killing, of, the police killing of uh, Laquan McDonald, who was seventeen years old. Uh, And he also, you know, put like a dead fish on a political enemy's doorstep.
0: Did he really Uh, do that? I never heard that story. Yeah,
1: I've told you this before.
0: Oh, right. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Senioritis, senior moment. Yes, yeah. uh, Repeated senior moment syndrome. Or
0: or ex-drug addict moment, one or the other. Oh, right, right, yeah. Right, yeah, there's also that.
1: Uh, So there's a a, – and he also, of course, you know, Obama basically blamed him for being a dick. He got like dick by – he, it's like conta- Dick Contagion from Rahm Emanuel because he uh, basically uh-huh. blamed Dick by, like, Dick by association. Well, it's worse than Dick by association and stick by um, osmosis almost.
2: Right.
0: Because Dick Moses,
1: Dick Moses. Yeah, because he blamed Rahm Emanuel for <laughs> killing a bunch. He's like, I don't really want to kill that many people with drones and stuff. But like Rahm Emanuel was basically like, you're really liberal. So you got to do it.
0: He was nagging.
1: He was nagging. He was he was na- he was nudging him.
0: Right. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: that was we we still haven't done a reading of uh, of Obama's book. We really have to do that. We should make subtract I mean, only. Yeah,
0: yeah should we, sh- we yeah. should get to that at some point. Oh, and, and the, the, that's an interesting book because it's so different in tone from his other books. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah,
1: he's uh, let me just give you this one quote. Maybe the oh. idea
0: is just to send him to Japan and hope he never comes back.
1: Maybe that could be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Because that yeah. is that is something that, that politicians do like when they're being a little bit funny. You know, they get together and they say, "Let's go. Let's give him the ambassadorship to Reunion Island or something like right. that, right? Let's see if he takes it." You know, do you ever see that story? That actually, it, one of those scenes is in uh, Chris Christie's book.
1: No, what was it? It,
0: it was. <laughs> it's, it's right after. It's right after Trump wins the election, and Christie's expecting some huge appointment because he was the first, you know, legit politician to support Trump, and they keep. Trump keeps stringing them along and they they keep sort of dangling these big posts in front of him like oh, yeah we're thinking about this and that and maybe state or you know chief of staff whatever it is and he finally gets a meeting and they're like so what do you think about the ambassador to Vatican City
1: He'd probably like it though.
0: And he, he he said no ultimately. Oh,
1: I wonder why. Bad bad Catholic.
0: But can't you imagine, like, B- Bannon and Trump getting together? Like, where should we send this guy? Outer <laughs> yeah.
1: space. No, we don't have an embassy there, sadly. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Bat- not yet. City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris Christie. Yeah. Listen, Gail, remember that moment? Listen, Gail, I have the right to send my kids wherever I want. <laughs> I don't
0: she remember called- that.
1: Um, He yells at someone, he yells at a woman for asking him why he sends his kids to private school, basically. Uh, Listen, uh, Gail.
0: You don't send your children to public schools, you send them to private schools. So I was wondering why you think it's fair to be cutting school funding to public schools. What's her name?
3: What's her name, guys? Real quick, because the governor's talking. What is it? Gail, talk to Gail.
0: Hey, Gail, you know what? First off, it's none of your business. I don't ask you where you send your kids to school. Don't bother me about where I send mine.
1: So just so I just want to make sure that people in case they don't know what I'm talking about, uh, this is an excerpt of, of Obama's book. And, and he says that he took no joy in ordering drone strikes. Um, but that, according to Rahm Emanuel, you know, at his nudging, he couldn't, quote, look soft on terrorism, end quote. Uh, and this is from the humbly entitled memoir, A Promised Land.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he also says that uh, Rahm Emanuel is obsessed with keeping track of a list of terrorist targets. Um, because Emmanuel had, quote, spent enough time in Washington to know this new liberal president couldn't afford to look soft on terrorism. In places like Yemen, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, the lives of millions of young men had been warped and stunted by desperation, ignorance, dreams of religious glory, the violence of their surroundings or the schemes of older men. They were dangerous, these young men, often deliberately and casually cruel. Still in the aggregate, at least, I wanted somehow to save them, send them to school, give them a trade, drain them of the hate that had been filling their heads. And yet the world they were part of and the machinery I command more often had me killing them instead. (laughs) That's right. I took no joy in any of this. It didn't make me feel powerful. I'd entered politics to help kids get a better education, to help families get health care, to help poor countries grow more food. It was that kind of power that I measured myself again. But the work was necessary and it was my responsibility to make sure our operations were as effective as possible
0: it wasn't like i was having fun yeah. doing this yeah it i didn't was get off necessary on it. yeah it wasn't like i did it late at night
1: right you yeah. know in
0: my underwear right you know yeah. in no. front of a computer yeah right no yeah, it wasn't like that
1: in on me doing that no. <laughs> right. i didn't shut my laptop when they came in yeah you know? <laughs> yeah so it was you know it
0: was- oh man you hurt
1: him more than them
0: Right. I wonder if the original title of that book was My Awesome Thoughts.
1: My Awesome Thoughts. Yeah. Colin, I didn't want to kill them.
0: Right, I didn't want to kill them. I didn't yeah. want to kill them. Uh so so he's going to Japan?
1: Uh yeah, it looks like it. And that's, you know, I guess it's better than being the trans the um transportation secretary, which is what they thought before. Uh uh-huh. But, um, you know, we got played because I think Nera Tandon, do we ever look update people on this? I'm pretty sure she got nominated. She's part of something now.
0: D- I, but she didn't get the OMB, did no,
1: she? No, she didn't get the OMB, but I think she did get she got a, a position ready.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Denied OMB chairman chairship. She's assuming the role of senior advisor to the president. It's not as flashy, but it may give her more influence
0: your advisor to the president That's is nothing. like,
1: it's, nominal. It's,
0: it's like, uh, it's like executive producer to hang over three, right? Like right, right. there's a lot of them. Really important. Problem, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah. It could just be like a card, you know, that here have a card if you, yeah. and, and, a, and a little salary, yeah, and if you really want to impress somebody, like you can tell them you're a senior yeah. advisor to the president, right. but otherwise, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, you know? I think that's that's yeah. kind of how that one went. Let's hope. Let's well, hope. A girl you know?
1: Yeah. Right. So there's that, and then there is uh, something that you you sent to a uh, to me, which is that something from friend of show David Sirota. Um, and he, and I'm only bringing it up because we brought up the Obama thing. So Mm. Sarota tweets out, seems to me that Barack Obama only gives interviews to pundits and news orgs that he knows are so obsequious that they implicitly guarantee they'll just accept this kind of horseshit answer about the financial crisis with no follow up or pushback at all. This is at the New York Times. Do you think given how intense political identities are now that policy can persuade people to vote differently or is partisanship now almost immune to the material consequences of governance? that's i
0: think that's ezra Ezra klein asking by the way anyway go ahead
1: so that's we got ezra klein yeah asking um i think over time it does i think it's not as immediate and look i think it's important to just remember that when we came into office the economy was in a free fall we had to scramble and do a bunch of stuff some of which was inherited some of which we initiated to stabilize the financial system people hated it it's hard to just underscore how much the bank bailouts just angered everyone including me And then you have this long, slow recovery. Although the economy recovers technically quickly, it's another five years before we're really back to people feeling like, okay, the economy is moving and working for me. And the truth is that if Donald Trump doesn't get elected, let's say a Democrat, a Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton had immediately succeeded me, and the economy suddenly has 3% unemployment, I think we would have considered the sense that, oh, actually, these policies that Obama put in place worked.
0: David's completely right there because, first of all, he's being ridiculous the 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 reality of the the bailout was that it was really good for the top 20% of the country and a, and and fantastic for the top like 1% but everybody else suffered net declines right. uh, in in uh, net worth uh, up until like the last couple of years of obama's presidency but over overall it was a it was a major sort of reshuffling of the pie like a reorganizing of the pie and there's almost no way to argue that it didn't have a big influence on trump winning because it definitely inspired a lot of sort of economic distress at the yeah. lower end of the spectrum right or at the, or in the middle among people who aren't used to it right so they probably reacted a little bit irrationally there but um but obama's he's throughout the whole financial crisis he got away with saying almost anything right. and people never really called him on it there was that famous interview in 60 minutes where he said um some of the worst behavior on wall street wasn't Ill- wasn't illegal right and people interpreted that as none of the, wor- the worst behavior on wall street was illegal and therefore it's okay that we're not prosecuting any of these people right. Right. And, yeah. You know, it's just a very lawyered statement. Right. And yes. nobody, nobody asked well, the follow-up question. Right. On. right. So.
1: Yeah. Like how many of them were, if that's true? And could you have done something about the other ones?
0: Right. Yeah. Because exactly. Can you be specific? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Well, you know what, Matt? Here's the thing to quote Obama my entire politics is premised on the fact that we are these tiny organisms on this little speck floating in the middle space. The differences we have on this planet are real. They're profound and they cause enormous tragedy as well as joy. But we're just a bunch of humans with doubts and confusion. We do the best we can. And the best thing we can do is treat each other better because we're all we got. He told that to Ezra Klein in the same
0: interview. That's OK. So that's like the plot of Ant-Man, basically. Yeah,
1: it sounds, uh, yeah, it sounds kind of like like freshman year stoned Obama.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. You, you can see the whole universe in my, yeah. your fingernail.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Animal house. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, that's the kind of it's, if you can get away with giving an answer like that in response to something specific, like, why didn't you why didn't you send anybody to jail for mortgage fraud? That's that's a mark of a good politician right there. It is.
1: Yeah. Well, well, to be fair, as as Ezra says in the opening, so he opens with that uh, organism line. Very good uh, opening. Uh, to be fair, I was the one who had introduced the cosmic scale, asking how proof of alien life would change his politics. But Obama, in a philosophical mood, used the question to trace his view of humanity. Sounds like someone's avoiding the alien life question.
0: That's true, yeah, yeah. Take a stand.
1: Yeah, take a stand.
0: Right? He probably knows the answer too, right?
1: He kind of looks like a handsome alien, actually. You think? He kind of looks E.T. related. Like if E.T. got his head caught in an elevator doors. 'Cause you know, E.T. has a very square jaw, maybe heart shape, depending on, on
0: yeah on
1: one's definition of those.
0: I, I might have to dissent with you on this one. I'm not uh,
1: but again, handsome guy. I'm not I'm yeah, not handsome, denying he's handsome. handsome and gray, also looked okay. better gray, got better looking
0: with age. Huh. So. like bin Laden, another one of your favorites. I mean right.
1: Bin Laden is no Suleimani, but he has nice person eyes. That's it. Right. He's. I mean, I just think we should admit that, just like we should admit Lenny Riefenstahl made good movies.
0: We should. We should be constantly admitting that. <laughs> I mean,
1: we should <laughs> praise her every day. That's, I wake up inspired you know, by her.
0: Automatic tweets every 30 seconds. Yeah. 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 We should
1: start just a Lenny Riefenstahl Twitter account.
0: Reminder. Lenny reminder. Riefenstahl made, made made good movies.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, from her perspective. From her Things perspective. are looking really good on the set of Triumph of the Will.
0: Right. It's well shot.
1: Olympia what was Olympius about the
0: Olympics? I didn't watch that one.
1: Well, I haven't sat down to watch either one to be fi- to be if I'm being honest. Damn it, there goes my chance to run the Lenny Reifindell account. Forget it. I right. just yeah. by myself. I mean, you could brush up. Yeah, you binge, can binge watch. Yeah, can binge watch. <laughs> but in Olympus, she uses she backwards. I know this from a film class. It's pretty stunning, and she has these. These divers, right? Footage of these divers like flips into the pool, and it's actually backwards footage. It's like in reverse. Oh, nothing you can. It's not like backwards footage. Like you see them coming out of the water. It's like right. close ups, and they're actually yeah. Oh,
0: uh, that's a good technique. Yeah. I like that. They did yeah. that in Top Secret, one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's it's a it's joke in that movie. Yeah. All right, so that's good. So so we'll have to get into the Obama thing a little bit. Yeah, more. Later. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point. Um, yeah. Uh, For Republicans like I I don't it's 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 actually that's a good one. So I I saw it first, believe it or not, looking at uh, Star Trek veteran George Takei's Twitter account. It's about Pennsylvania government, uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's war over the flags in his office. He's putting gay pride flags outside of his office. Yeah. And and so Republican legislators were upset and they passed up first. They passed a bill to ban the display of these flags. And he responded, like, what are you gonna do? Send out the gay flag police after me. And they did, in fact, uh send state workers, I guess from the what general services department to take the flags away. And he puts them back up again. He, it's
1: he, even he, bigger rainbow flags, right?
0: Even bigger and, and 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 his whole offer is that you can get me to take them down forever if you pass like an equal protection law for lesbians and gays, whatever.
1: LGBTQIA, yeah.
0: IA. Oh, what's the IA for now?
1: Uh, intersex. And I think asexual. is that what the A is. Anyway.
0: We're going to have to have like a department of acronyms. Yeah. Soon. This to me, again, it's like old school Republicans. Like you're bothered enough by a gay pride flag that you got to send people out to go take it down. Yeah. You think you probably need a hobby.
1: Right. And but it's probably patchwork quilting pride parades. Pride, right. Sorry. Pride flags. Pride, pride flags. flags. What is that's what this was actually about? they are doing a patchwork quilt. Someone at home is actually making a patchwork quilt. They need all the pr- the pride flags that they can get.
0: I see. So it wasn't actually about I'm an ideological idea. statement. Prior. They just needed the materials.
1: Yeah, exactly. The raw materials. Yeah.
0: Okay, that would make it a little bit more understandable, right?
1: Yeah. Now I'm for it. Yes. Donate your pride flags because Republicans are making a huge. They're quilting. Patchwork. They're quilting. Yeah, that would be great think, if they were quilting.
0: Actually, I think quil- quilting is a is a is a nice relaxing hobby for a person yeah. to have. I yeah, mean, I don't. I don't personally quilt. Do you quilt?
1: No, I don't. I knit, not very well. Really, you knit? I, yeah, I just do. I'll next show. I'll show a, you a a scarf I've knit. Really? Yeah, I will, I really will. And and by the way, Matt, coming uh-huh. full circle with the pride and uh-huh. the space life. Uh-huh. Today, if you go to Google, you know how Google like they have sometimes they have a little right. Person, right, it's a guy named I've never heard of him, Frank Kameny. Have you, Frank Kameny? Uh, no. he was an American gay rights activist. He had been referred to as one of the most significant figures in the American gay rights movement. He was dismissed in 1957. He was dismissed from his position as an astronomer in the U S army's oh, Army yes. map service in Washington, D C because of his homosexuality, leading right. him to begin a Herculean struggle with the American establishment that would spearhead a new period of militancy in the homosexual, in the homosexual rights movement of the early 1960s. This is that quote is from before Stonewall activists for gay and lesbian rights in historical context.
0: Yeah, I, I do know that story. I don't yeah. I didn't, remember, didn't recognize the name, though.
1: He appealed his firing uh, by the U.S. Civil Service Commission. Although unsuccessful, the proceeding was notable as the first known civil rights claim based on sexual orientation pursued in a U.S. court. Right. I did not know that. Right. There you go. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. 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 Yay for Google on that.
1: Yay for um, Google and yay for. Quilters. Frank. Yeah, and quilters. He's wearing a lay in this photo. It's very cute.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, lays. lays are cute. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's that's what I got for a Republican. Like that's just classic, right?
1: Yeah, classic old school. Republicans suck. Quilting is good.
0: It kind of reminds me of of John Ashcroft throwing the the. the
1: oh yeah, covering the, up the naked woman.
0: The naked breast. Naked statue. Right. What, yeah. what statue
1: was that? It was the law. Was it Lady Justice? I think it was. Vampy Lady Justice,
0: something something like that. Yeah, she must have been. She must have been hot, actually, because it bothered him.
1: Well, uh, I mean, m- maybe just bothered him in principle.
0: I don't not think. Because
1: well, he's, a, he's a principled man and a very good singer. Remember it, the that's song? That's right. The yes. Eagle yeah.
0: Where do eagles soar? That's yeah, right. Let
1: the let the eagles let soar. Let the eagles
0: soar. soar. Right. Yeah. That was quite a moment. those
1: yeah. were fun years. They were kind of fun, unless you were living in the Middle East, in which case. But you know what? Not fun now either
0: right yeah exactly exactly so yeah yeah. who's complaining yeah um
1: yeah they spent eight thousand dollars on blue drapes that hide the two giant aluminum art deco statues and and that was the justice department did that and it was in the great hall of the department of justice
0: so that's a lot of money on drapes those yeah i
1: know i i know i hope they reuse them after oh no they're still there i guess right
0: i mean i hope they didn't is the statue still covered up? I hope not. I don't
1: know. That's what I was going to say. If not. Who has
0: that statue? Where is well,
1: it? The female statue that represents the spirit of justice. It has its arms raised and a toga draped over its body, but a single breast is completely exposed. The other statue a man with a cloth covering his midsection is called the Majesty of Law. Wait, just his midsection? yeah they were installed in the 1930s when the building was finished according to the justice department the statues were hidden by curtains on november 20th when president bush came to the justice department to name the building after the assassinated former attorney general robert kennedy mm-hmm. comstock said so that apparently the justice department bought the drapes to avoid having to rent them every time the agency had a formal event okay so i guess apparently ashcroft didn't know it was being done
0: Oh, I don't we, we don't believe I don't, that, do we not,
1: not? No way that they were just covered up.
0: I like that, though, this the scantily clad justice statue because it kind of implies that there's, you know, after doing yeah. justice, you got to you got to like finish the job. This isn't just barely not covering the breast. I mean, uh, that breast is like prominent. And then there's 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 uh, the dude, though. Yeah, dude, dude right. justice is also hang on a second. Here he is.
1: Oh, I see him. OK, yeah. it's not covering his midsection. It's covering the crotch area
0: just barely
1: i mean just barely matt wants that covered. i guess they are covered up too but i mean midsection makes it seem like he was wearing like a, a crop top and his genitals were exposed which would have been very yeah, mid, oh i yeah, see like it was just midriff yeah which would right. have been very interesting yeah
0: no this is just like a strategically placed right yeah piece of clothing right like yeah if that shot is from any any other angle you're seeing you're seeing balls
1: right <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah.
0: Sorry, Keep can on. I tell you? There's a really funny, yeah. um, there's a great uh, uh, short story um, by a Russian writer named Sergei Dovlatov called The Suitcase. And it, one of the stories in, in this, it's a series of vignettes, and it tells the story of how he worked as an apprentice to a sculptor uh, at one point. And he lets he lets the reader in on a secret, which is that, you know, the sculptor is basically busy making tons of Lenin statues and other communist figures, but they're all anatomically correct under the clothes. Like they all have
1: actual
0: oh, wow. gen- genitals under the clothes. Yeah. Well uh, he's a realist. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe maybe um maybe that's a secret of sculpting.
1: As you this is a photo yeah. of of Ashcroft kind of making how would you describe his hands right here? Who he's caught- doing the
0: I once caught a fish this big yeah, uh, right. But the,
1: but it's what's important is that it's not flat hands. They're no, con- no. They're cupped. they're rounded. They're cupped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If he's if he was behind her, it would be... yeah. It would be
1: very inappropriate. Yeah. So that's
0: actually kind of a funny picture. That's yeah, a good exactly. picture. Yeah. Who took that yeah. shot?
1: Los Angeles Times.
0: Got to find that photographer. Yeah.
1: All right. What do we Turn have for isn't uh,
0: isn't that weird?
1: So for isn't that weird? This is again one of these kind of borderline um, mixed genre. It could go under weird or terrible. Right. But just the I think the headline like kind of speaks for itself. But we actually did a story on this before people, viewers and listeners may remember that there was a a tragic gender reveal party where people were killed in a plane crash. Mm -hmm. This is actually a thing. Apparently, I'm reading at the Spectator. uh, Why are people dying at gender reveal parties? These events have escalated to frightening, fascinating levels. And then they go through some of the examples. A New Hampshire man has turned himself into the police after setting off 80 pounds of explosives as part of a gender reveal party. NBC reports that the explosion, which was apparently caused by a legal explosive called Tannerite, led to fears of an earthquake and cracked the foundations of nearby homes. And uh, that was uh, because of a gender reveal party. And of course, gender reveal parties reveal whether a couple's new child is a boy or a girl. Apparently, you know, when you can you know when the first gender reveal video can be traced back to uh
0: 2009.
1: How'd you know yeah exactly yeah this article sucks by guess. the way there are no links how do you not have any links I don't like this all right so uh yeah could the, be fake. oh yeah what could if it's be fake? fake news is this fake news no
0: we're gonna have
1: okay reading again this terrible article with no links Ben six Smith is that even a real name at first the videos were safe cute and boring Someone to cut into a cake to reveal colorful icing or a box would release colorful balloons. But as parents struggle to stand out from the crowd, the sophistication scale that reveals mounted this month, two people were killed when a plane releasing pink smoke crashed in Mexico. In February, a New York man was killed when a device he was building for his child's gender reveal party exploded. Another explosion claimed the life of a grandmother when she was struck by shrapnel in shrapnel. Knoxville last year. I know. In 2020, a smoke generating pyrotechnic device let off at a California gender reveal party, ignited a file, a wildfire that burned homes and claimed the lives of a firefighter. In 2017, a gender reveal party in Arizona set off another blaze. A Louisiana, fa- this is like really messed up already. A Louisiana family placed a watermelon in an alligator's mouth that exploded <laughs> With a splash of blue jelly, I knew. <laughs> a Texas family copied the stunt using a hippopotamus. <laughs> that's not okay at all. Why not? That's it's murder.
0: What? It's animal.
1: I mean, you can't do that.
0: What the hippopotamus eats? So it's it a an a, a a watermelon.
1: That part is fine.
0: But didn't kill the hippopotamus.
1: I'm sure it did. Why? Wait, hold on. Place a watermelon alligator's mouth that exploded. With well, I swine. mean,
0: I think it, it it could have just been that they oh, filled
1: the- I thought I thought it meant that the hippo and the and the alligator went with it in the explosion. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, that would be messed up if they actually put explosives and blue jelly in, in the.
1: That's kind of what I thought it was.
0: All right, we got to find that actual event. Hang on a second. He's up there crying.
1: Where do they get the alligator? I know, it's just an alligator on the grass. Wait, is this not a real alligator? It's a real alligator. How do they make it not bite the guy? Let's get this party going. (laughs) Oh my God. What the hell? Did he put it in him already? No, no, no. Oh no, there it is. Oh my God.
3: Ready? Come on. We're ready forever. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. He almost snapped. I wish he'd bit his hand though.
3: Oh, okay. Thank God. All right. He
1: just bit into the, into the watermelon. Thank God. Okay. I thought this whole time, I thought it was going to explode both of them. All right. All right. Now, let's see the hippo one. Oh, okay. So someone it's hires the unusual
0: animals. gender reveal. Right here. There you go. You ready? A father to be feeds a watermelon to a hungry, hungry hippo.
1: Yes! jello pouring out of jello. the
0: watermelon. <laughs> and- wow. Oh man, that is funny. Well, is you know funny.
1: why why I was thinking of such a violent thing before is because today I was looking for some stories and I found. There was a test that I was reading at Science. Hardy water bears survive bullet impacts up to a point. Do you know what water bears are? No. Well, I got to put this in there. You just got to look at them. Hold on.
0: I don't know if I'm ready to have water bears in my life. Anyway, go ahead. Whoa. Right. What is that thing?
1: It's okay. They are real. That's real. Oh, it's but,
0: microscopic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but still. But still,
0: I thought have, it was like four feet long. That would I know. have been Wouldn't awesome. would be
1: really cute? How how would you describe what that looks like? Uh, oh my god, they're really cute and
0: weird looking. It looks like a manatee with claws, yeah. with with like a rectum for a face.
1: No, a rect. I think it or, looks. no, I think it looks like a um, a nozzle from like a uh, from a like look how how it's perfectly serrated the the opening
0: oh right you know sort of like a shower head
1: a shower head or like a vac yeah something i mean that looks like a blow up oh my god i'm going in like i'm zooming in on it it looks like a blow up bed but it's a little microscopic creature that's exactly what it looks like it looks like a nozzle you know how blow up beds air mattresses right
0: yes yeah the thing that you gotta pull the little yeah bit,
1: that's exactly it. what it looks like oh my god they're so cute i want a life a life-size one but they've been basically it's 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 there's been a lot of water bear abuse in the name of science.
0: Why? What are they?
1: Well, they blast them into they were trying to see how destructible they were. Um So what they've been doing lately. OK, so they're they're like they're real big survivors. Right. So um they tried to send them to the moon. OK,
0: really? OK. Yeah.
1: And then um uh, they also want to find out whether t- tardig- tardigrades is their other other name. What they did was they fed about 20 tardigrades, moss, and mineral water. They put them into hibernation, a so-called TUN state in which their metabolism decreases to 0.1% of the normal Activity by freezing them for 40 hour, 40 48 hours, and this is apparently an ethical study. They said, then they then place two to four at a time in a hollow nylon bullet and fire them at increasing speeds using a two stage light gun, gas, light gas gun, which is a, a tool in physics experiments that can achieve mu- muzzle velocities far higher than any conventional gun. When shooting the bullets into a sand target several meters away, the researchers found the creatures could survive impacts up to about 900 meters per second and momentary shock pressures up to a limit of 1.14 GPA. Above those speeds, they just mush.
0: So what's what's the scientific uh, purpose of doing that again?
1: It places new limits on a theory known as panspermia, which suggests some forms of life could move between worlds as stowaways on meteorites kicked up after an asteroid strikes a planet or moon. Eventually, the meteorite could impact another planet along with its living cargo. But it shows that panspermia is hard, but not impossible. I guess they wanted they're trying to figure out what would happen if a meteor
0: struck and it had it had organisms of some kind on it,
1: I guess. Or no, we have the I mean, the organisms are here. Maybe it's just an excuse to do what you yeah, want to do, which is like put caterpillars in a blender.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of scientists who are like. I bet we can get funding for this.
1: How big are they though?
0: Doesn't matter. They're living things. It's funny.
1: I no, I know. I was, right, right, right. Yeah, but it's a recent. Basically, they fired the yeah a recent experiment, put tardigrades into
0: into the gas gun,
1: into, fired them at 900
0: meters per second into sand. Yeah and then wrote a paper about it i'm assuming right and, and got funding that's awesome
1: even hard What's- to tell tardigrades can't always survive being shot out of a gun a recent experiment put tardigrades indestructibility to the test by firing the critters at speeds up to 1000 meters per second the inspiration to test water bear's ability to withstand high speed impacts came from the tardigrade toting Israeli spacecraft sheet which crashed into the moon in 2019. I wondered, are there tardigrades alive, says astrobiologist Alejandra Traspas of Queen Mary University of London. So that's when they froze them. She and a planetary scientist, Mark Burchell, of University of Kent in England, loaded the dormant water bears into nylon bullets. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It looks more like a cannon than a firearm. And they launched them at different speeds, ranging from 550 to 1,000 meters per second into bags of sand meant to mimic the lunar surface. And it proved lethal when it was um, at at 825 meters per second.
0: But then there's another, they quote another guy from the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, who wonders if there aren't other kinds of water bears who might prove even more splatterproof. Wow. So this kind of research could be going on all over the world all
1: over we would never see it in fact i wonder if people in meetings are doing it (laughs) like without being able to detect it they're just going like this like i don't know how to explain this motion for listeners but there's like thumb wrestling a little bit yeah thumb wrestling yeah i like this i like this sentence water bears that were frozen and thawed without being pelted into sand bounce back within nine hours
0: you think they're gonna to upgrade to larger animals? You think they'll know. be they'll be using Bichon friezes and Hippo stuff like that?
1: Don't say that. They're so cute. Maybe hippos and maybe hippos and alligators. Maybe that's no. what that test. Well, I'm just telling you, that's why I think that was in my head when they did that. I think that's why Oh, I, I see. Yeah. I don't really yes. understand though what the point of this
0: was. What the you? point of shooting sh- shooting like the
1: what the test was.
0: I think they're trying to measure the possibility of life traveling between yeah. planets. Theoretically, but the, right. it's what it really tests is the ability of scientists to get funding for shit. Yeah, which is impressive. I mean, right. I, yeah, I, I'm all for that. But that is weird.
1: That is weird, right? But what I really like about this is that again, this 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 paper, which is like the scientific paper, they say they were handled according to the ethical rules for invertebrates with the consent of the department ethics officer.
0: So there's like a guideline on on shooting invertebrates with the with a nylon gun
1: i guess so yeah
0: so this this must be going on all over the country or everywhere right well, how come we don't have not uh invertebrate shooting parties and yeah you're of right gender yeah. reveal parties
1: i guess because we'd have to all have microscopes
0: right they have to do it with bigger animals
1: but i do i want a big blow up one of those i want like a full
0: you want a cute one and those yeah. claws look a little kind of intense to me
1: yeah they do well they more look like little
0: also the know. face like what does it do with that? Is it, is it nozzle or does it, does it take little circle sized bites out of you?
1: Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah. Like M and E children. Yeah,
0: yeah. And these are small too. So same problem.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And there are no oh. conflicts of interest
0: isn't that terrible we had a couple of options you you were you were kind of pushing this idea that the state of arizona is using
1: i wasn't uh, i don't know if pushing that idea as much as saying that it happened you make it well, seem like it's a conspiracy
0: theory on my it, end it, it was a conspiracy theory yeah. you were trying trying to get me to go with arizona using cyanide to execute people like you know like that's so horrible right like, no, yeah. no.
1: Just because the nazis did it and right
0: yeah okay. the only reason i i didn't go for that is because the other methods of executing people are also horrible so right. um to be fair yeah yeah like the whole use of paralytics and stuff and people which is why conscious. a guy
1: a guy you know a guy just sued to have the supreme court rule on he wanted a firing squad because right. he has some neurological condition and he's afraid it'll be painful talk about ethics
0: well the most i mean the most benign is is the the guillotine, which they did actually have briefly in a couple of states, if I remember correctly.
1: I feel like benign and guillotine never belong in the same. Well,
0: way. I mean, not benign. What's the word I'm looking for? Like humane, I guess, right? Because oh, it's okay. at least it's shorter. Let's not have this discussion. Yeah. This is why I didn't want to do this one. All right. Yeah, uh, so, it's
1: too real life terrible, right? We like yeah, doing yeah. like not.
0: No, so, okay. look, look, this is a story from the AFP about a development in South Korea. They have, um, the South Koreans are building basically like the climate change version of a fallout shelter. So they built this sort of gigantic underground tunnel, which is designed to withstand a nuclear blast. And its mission is to um, preserve uh, 5,000 different kinds of scenes.
1: The facility was built to store wild plant species and to protect them against climate change so that our future generations will be able to use them to
3: prevent extinction. And I
0: love the fact that he's wearing a mask because we're already having one disaster. And then there's like this It's
1: one of only two such facilities in the world, the other in the Arctic. Huh.
0: And they have these little, like, they're almost like, um,
1: yeah, meals ready to like, eat yeah the deposits are designed to be permanent only used as a last resort against extinction look i i wasn't going to have any but i'm starving and <laughs> the, the sea vault <laughs> stores seeds to prevent them from becoming extinct so the best scenario would be that this be spe- the seeds never have to be taken out right
0: right you don't want to be using them for any reason yeah except, except recreational
1: and survival right. plant extinction is progressing at an alarming rate researchers say
0: So it's like Seed, Noah's Ark, Mind Increasing
1: human population, pollution, deforestation. Right, Seed, Noah's Ark, yeah. One might ask, why is that wildflower on the curbside important? The crops that we eat today may have come from that nameless flower on the curbside. Our job is to identify those one by one and let people know how important they are.
0: I mean, they put a lot of effort into this.
1: Yeah, where are people getting the funding for that? I mean, okay, to be fair, this probably is
0: I would a little bit more
1: justifiable than, than
0: shooting invertebrates into in yeah. sand. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is this terrible? No, it's actually. I mean, I was gonna a, say it's a not thing, but, as
1: isn't isn't that terrible. But I as don't
0: a, think it's a, as a symbol of what's going on in the minds of human beings in our era, like that we're preparing for having to replant basically all the all these different species of vegetables and so on it's it's just reflect emblematic of how depressed you know humanity is at this moment right maybe justifiably but uh, yeah i mean it's a little bit like those incredibly elaborate bomb shelters that people built in the in the 60s when everyone was convinced that nuclear war was coming didn't end up needing those but the fact that we're already engaged in these preparations tells us that uh, we're in a pretty dark frame of mind seems to me and i don't want to live in that tunnel by the way yeah it doesn't I mean then maybe nice. they're, they're not yeah. saying that we would live there but right yeah i mean if you're going to build uh, like a post-apocalyptic tunnel
1: go to korea I, that's well, where it's
0: no, at what i was going to say is i think you should furnish it a little bit better
1: oh yeah that was not furnished that was bare- very very spartan i don't like that 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 is something that i think should get invested in right that could be a good reality tv show like queer eye for straight guy it could be like you know queer interior decor
0: for for the apocalypse
1: yeah you you know what we do to get the republicans to donate the collected pride flags that they're quilting
0: right get some
1: rainbow you know get some bright
0: put it up over all that concrete
1: yeah exactly right
0: because it it kind of would soften up room a little bit
1: yeah and you put in some water bears just to know that they're there you won't be able to see them yeah
0: well it feels like life yeah it
1: feels like a party when when water bears are there
0: you can almost have like a little a permanent sort of video installation of one side of water bears swimming around yeah because that that would make you feel like you know that the world above you isn't dead
1: right because it literally would be I mean, the biggest they're so full of life, these pe- as we know, I was going to say these people, these people are so full of life that they can survive blasts. So they actually would probably just be hanging out there anyway.
0: Right. OK, you mean right? the, the, the water bears, The water bears? Yeah. Yeah. They would naturally find them their way there.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. He- I just
0: found that story depressing Some for some reason.
1: Yeah. You I know. mean, the situation, it's, gar- it's it's the premise of it is depressing.
0: You know that they've already had to collect five thousand different kinds of seeds and put them in all those different boxes and crates, and and that they have one in the Arctic.
1: Yeah, what's going on there? Does the Arctic actually res- exist? It does. I have my doubts.
0: I know I know somebody who used to who used to do tours really? in the Arctic, in the uh, in the Anar- Antarctica. So he's actually been there. So he could be lying to me, I guess.
1: He is could motive, be fake yeah. news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that was isn't that terrible. And really, it's just. Like, I think of it as is resourceful. Real. Isn't uh, that resourceful?
1: But yeah, sure. Climate change is real. Yeah. Finally, Matt, the skeptic.
0: <laughs> Was I a skeptic?
1: No, I'm just kidding. Because yeah. that's the news. Yeah.
0: Right. I see. Yeah. Isn't that resourceful? I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Right. How yeah. come we're not doing that? Why, why are the South Koreans doing that? Yeah. If we're shooting little micro animals into sand, although I guess that's not us doing that. It's the British doing that. Right. What are we yeah. doing?
1: What are we doing? Uh um, what's the
0: dumbest scientific experiment that's going that's on in America question. right now? But if there's anybody out there among our listeners who knows the answer to that yeah, question, please get to in touch. It.
1: Yeah. Use the hashtag uh useful idiots pod. Pod, yeah.
0: So okay, so that was all the food groups. Yeah, all the food right? groups.
1: Yeah. All yeah. the food groups, yeah.
0: And, all right. Well, we have a great show coming yeah. up for you. We're gonna talk to uh, Friends of Ball, Show.
1: Yes, Friends Crystal of Show, football and
0: uh, Sagar and, 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 Jetty. and Jetty. Uh, who made a move that we're kind of familiar with. So um, yeah. we were going to talk to them about that and some uh, other issues of importance to to people of our ilk politically, right? Or, or yeah. of, of, I guess we're not of the same ilk politically. So
1: they have a parallel, they copied us. They started parallel. before us, but they copied us somehow.
0: Also, their archetypes are a little different than ours, but yeah, yeah. we're going to talk to them and that's going to be fun. And, yeah, and you uh, can find
1: their big big announcement from them, which we'll save.
0: Let's go to, the, to to that conversation. Let's
1: do it. Welcome back to the show. Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, formerly of Rising of the Hill. But now they've reached that breaking point <laughs> and they're, started their own thing. You, had to, do it. you had to do yeah, it. You had to do it. Yeah. So welcome. And we're really excited to get the scoop about what happened. We, I wanted to start out by asking how inspired you guys were by our <laughs> Of course. exactly
2: yeah. what i was gonna lead with is like you guys blazed the trail we saw yeah. useful idiots going rogue going independent and we're like they've they've shown us the way so yeah. honestly i was hoping we could use the next however long the interview is gonna last for you guys just to give us some tips some pointers <laughs> some hand-holding whatever yeah this is actually what have yeah, know, what actually we done is. have we made a horrible yeah. mistake no actually like, maybe we, we could, could start have... there
1: the sad thing is you guys have started, you started, Didn't you launched this week, right? And we actually need yeah, to you So
3: uh, <laughs> they've we, already that, got we a set.
1: The same thing. I know. Yeah,
3: that's true. It's yeah. a I really mean,
2: nice set too. I have to tell you, nice I'm really set. proud of it because we built it, like we designed it, which was very nerve wracking because you guys know, like the way things look in person is very different from how they look on camera. So I was pretty nervous that it was going to look like shit, but it right. does not look like shit. It actually looks fantastic.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. The,
3: the real low point is when I had to design the desk, and I sent it to <laughs> the desk manufacturer, and he was like, "This is literally the worst drawing I've ever seen."
1: <laughs> like, he's like,
3: "This is the worst." Can it looked show, like a three-year-old draw, draw.
1: Can you show us the drawing? I
3: don't. I it's a. I have a picture uh, somewhere on my phone. Yeah. It's, li- it's, imagined, it's literally like, like, like it's like sticks with a curve, and I was like drawing measurements, and it was like very unclear whether it was inches or feet. And oh, he's this like, is okay. Spinal Tap. Yeah, no, you, it was right. Stonehenge. <laughs> it was so bad. Like it was terrible, uh, but it came up great. It's a great looking desk. So okay. I'll put it great up against Fox and MSNBC Matt. any day.
2: Great reference, Matt. Yeah. yeah so,
3: yeah,
2: you know, we're just, we're, we're stupid talent. So we don't know how to do these <laughs> things, like draw pictures of desks right. and whatever, oh, but it another looks thing. really great.
3: I am considering becoming one of those boomers who's like, do you have any idea how hard it is to start a business in this country? They're Cause this shit is hard. Mask. This shit is hard. No, I mean, building a desk, all those fucking lawyers, LLC, whatever. Okay, like it's unbelievably annoying. And so that's another thing. I've become one of those libertarian boomers who's a small business owner
1: you should actually ask Lawrence o'donnell about the desk thing you know how he's always raising money for his daughter's like charity which builds oh, desks in some oh, Afri- it's, oh, that's, really? a cha- that's
2: a great that's a really great charity though yeah i don't want to make fun of that oh. he no, does I'm not make fun he of raises it raises a lot sad. of money for um students to have desks and materials in yeah. um in or co- communities in africa so yeah yeah
0: okay all right Profs, what do they yeah. need what do they need desks for I'm sorry. Good question. Well,
2: I think it's hard to work if you don't have a desk. I mean, that's pretty challenging. Oh. All right, Matt. I'm
0: just being a joke. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> Tell me about know. your
2: Malawi charity. <laughs> yeah, and how it's better than Lawrence O'Donnell's.
0: <laughs> right. I, I, I don't yeah, have. A what's the use for What do
3: you guys donate to?
2: Uh, uh, to you guys.
3: All right. Oh, there you
2: go. Right, well, okay. there you that's, go. That's
3: acceptable. You can write
2: yeah. that off. <laughs> we we fully support that. No, yeah. so, no. I mean, in all seriousness, look, like, you can guess some of the reasons why we left the bottom line is if you are into independent media and you don't pull your punches where you know certain corporations or powerful entities are concerned at a certain point it becomes it becomes a little unsustainable to be in, in corporate media critiquing corporate media yeah and there were specific things i mean just to give you a little example recently of something that made the dynamic unsustainable in terms of our maintaining our core principles so the hill takes money out from all kinds of different advertisers and you know everybody from like coke industries to american petroleum institute which is always really uncomfortable you know i, I saw some pushback on twitter of like oh why aren't you guys covering steven donziger's trial which we did cover we we did a couple yeah, of him we did segment with marianne williamson and um susan, susan sarandon, sarandon. But, you know, I don't even like the the fact that people would question that that money coming into a corporate media outlet is going to impact our coverage. So that was, you know, those sorts of scenarios played out a number of times during our time there. And I, I don't want to attract like we were incredibly fortunate to get to build what we built there. We said I, we were allowed to say so much more and be way out there for much further than you know when I was at Evans NBC, for example but got to a place where we did see examples like yours and and others of successfully making the jump and hoped and and it seems like it's worked out that our audience would believe in what we're doing and have our back and also want to support a non-corporate uh, media entity and so decided to take the leap
3: I'll give you guys an example. I mean, and and look, this is again, it's not the Hill's fault. Like the Hill, their job is to be a Beltway media outlet. But like, I I love this. I did a segment where this is all I said. I said, Maxine Waters will be the chairwoman of the Financial Services Committee till the day she dies. That's all I said. It was in the context of the seniority system at in the house. This is an objective fact right like okay we're all settled there well her fucking staff calls the boss of the hill and said that i issued a death threat against what? Maxine Waters i shit you not no for real like they said that i was threatening her life and they don't call me they don't call my they call your boss's boss right and they start right. threatening all kinds of shit and here's the thing Maxine Waters she's the chairman of the financial services committee and Hill reporters need to be able to talk to her. So they know exactly right. who to threaten and like work the strings and like, Oh, maybe we're not going to appear and, and I'm like, Oh I mean, my natural inclination is to call the guy back and say, go fuck yourself, you right. know? And by the way, I'm recording this and I'm just going to re- release it, but I can't do that. Um, another yeah, now one. You can
1: though. So if well, you're now can, this, and that's why I'm telling it. a
3: story by the way. Yeah. Not off the record anymore, bitch. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> The other one is Bitch that. Is
1: not to, obviously. It's that was not Waters about Maxine to, Waters. It was to, to her, her yeah. chicken shit chief of yeah.
3: staff yeah. who uh, thought that he could threaten. Here's the other Boy, one. I hope which we have more the- of
0: these. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm happy. I, I've yeah. got a lot. I've got a year, two years of grievances. Um, uh, the other one was TikTok. So, for example, I, for a while, was doing segments and reporting on Republican, specifically lobbyists who were former Paul Ryan staffers and others who were going to go work for TikTok. All public knowledge, their uh, bios were all on LinkedIn, everything, all public. I tweeted it out, and I was like, oh, another Paul Ryan staffer going to go work for a de facto Chinese government company. Really interesting. That was it. I did a monologue on it. TikTok calls up the hill and is like, he's issuing death threats and unleashing harassment you know, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't care. I didn't do anything wrong. It's called reporting. Don't work for a Chinese company um, if you don't want scrutiny. Sorry. And dude, they know how to pull the string. And look, I was afraid because at the time, The Hill was taking advertisements from Huawei, a Chinese telecom company. And I was like, shit, man, what if TikTok starts advertising? You know what I mean? So all of these are just examples of, look, if it's even in the back of my mind, That I can't do reporting on TikTok or say whatever I want about Maxine Waters or any other powerful politician, then yeah, I would be I'd be lying if I didn't say that I didn't have to at least think about it whenever I was issuing my commentary. I mean,
2: you're you're arrogant if you don't think that those sorts of pressures and incentives are going to affect you. Of course they are.
1: Yeah, You need to exactly. make a TikTok about what happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't use those. TikTok. I refuse to download. It, so uh, well, well, I know, go. but that would be. Yeah. Ir- I'm going to make a TikTok of this yeah, about you. It. Yeah, yeah this would be a good TikTok yeah. video. Well, yeah.
0: You know what's interesting about that though is that it, it's it's a little bit revealing about how why the media landscape is split because ultimately the the threat is that they're going to cut off access right yes so yes. if you don't care about the access that's when you get the negative reporting that's why like msnbc doesn't worry about saying nasty things about republican politicians because they're never going to get it exactly they're well, never, never they, going to get it they don't they unless
1: don't they work it. at msnbc yeah, like yeah,
0: like yeah right yeah, Wallace exactly. or, yeah our
1: correspondents like yeah right, like Steve right. Mint. but yes currently elected right, right of course yeah but
0: if you have any pretensions to ever actually wanting to do any real reporting like the, the idea that they, they they can just close their doors to you is something you have to think about so that I mean that's it, it, just very frustrating right like the, the idea that you you have to worry about pulling your punches because everybody else at the organization yeah might now have to you know right
2: be penalized right. by us doing critical coverage you know across the board so right. and yeah and I didn't want to get into like some of the pettier grievances but i also do think it was just really telling that on our way out the door <sighs> after having a great run there building a great show that people seem to really appreciate that had tremendous growth in a very short period of time like you know we did our goodbye video to our audience that we built there and they changed the head they didn't want to premiere it they took it down they turned off the comments they put it back yeah. up and now it's completely now it's disappeared gone. from the yeah. channel like
1: Give yeah, it to us. I we'll just, play it from the useful idiots channel. I don't know. Hey, it's, it's their just,
2: IP. I it's it. theirs.
3: Sort of you know, whatever.
2: It just left it, it left a little bit of a it left that left a sour taste after spending investing, really investing a lot of heart and soul into building a show there. And then that's the way you're treated out the door when you know we told people we did everything they asked us to do. We told people to stick around and watch what they're up to. And then it's still this just like petty sort of trying to knife us on the way yeah. out.
1: So well, don't I mean, stick around. Unsubscribe, everyone, from the hill. <laughs> no, don't. Come say.
3: on. Come on. Wow, you're a better <laughs>
2: man than I.
1: Better
3: it shows you, I. you a little There's bit about for how... for
1: everyone to succeed. That's really yeah, the... Oh,
3: we've been the trying chase. to make that case for a long time. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, now.
1: I think you should... If you have the video, we should do it. Com- we should watch it. Do commentary. You don't have the video. It's no their one, IP. No one, it's yeah, but no IP. one screen it's grabbed it? No one screen all grabbed it? It's all right.
2: It's all good. It's
1: all good. So who? Okay. Well, since they did that, you owe us one patty grievance, then. Just like that's sauce. it. Yeah. That's pretty bad, that's don't it. you that's, think? That's a pretty Yeah, but we know that garbage. that's not a scoop. We want a scoop. Tell us someone you want to call out who you couldn't. There's um, no, tell us uh, something you want to say. I'll tell you say. what the chief
3: yeah. beef is. The top beef was that, and and you guys will understand this because you're on the internet, and everybody who's also watching us will understand this. Crystal and I were not allowed to even mention or promote our own podcasts yeah. on the Hill. So we build this audience on this platform, and there's some cockamamie idea that our podcasts are going to somehow subtract subtract from what's happening. And Katie, you used to come on our show all the time. Is it not an additive thing where uh, we add to you, you add to us, we rise together? It's called the internet. It's actually not a discrete resource, turns out. Welcome to the year 1999. Um, And trying to explain this was maddening. And it was the dumbest thing. And it was such a petty way in order to just try and control our public image, our brand, um, how we appeared in public. And I'm looking at Matt and you out here saying whatever the hell you want. And I'm like, why do I have to put up with this shit? You know, it was just (laughs) endless uh, little things like that
2: to piggyback on that, just to draw on for the audience how silly of a way to think about things that is. So, you know, my my co-host on my podcast, Crystal Kyle and friends is Kyle Kalinske, who was consistently, when we would have him on Rising, one of our top performing guests. He was one of the very few people that, you know, always would deliver numbers. We had him on early on in the channel. He's one of the people who really helped bring attention to the fact that we even existed. So a lot, you know, a good part of his audience had right. subscribed and helped to build us up. Once I started doing the podcast with Kyle, he was banned from appearing on Rising. It's like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah, How? Like, you're just hurting yourself right now. I mean, you're literally taking
3: money out of your pocket. Right. So
2: so it was, it was incredibly frustrating and just like mind-numbingly stupid Mm -hmm. types of just like counterproductive. There's just this this mindset of. Media is zero sum in the same way that cable news is really sort of zero. You can either watch CNN or you're watching MSNBC. You're not watching both at the same time. There was all this kind of like legacy thinking in place about the way that things should be or the way that things work that just is, you know, not the reality in the spaces that we're operating in. But it's
0: not really zero sum. I mean, like. Almost every other business understands the principle of getting this sort of mutual uh, you sort would of rise. In, like, like you would McDonald's and Burger King are constantly yes. putting their franchises yes. next to each other because both oh, both franchises actually end up selling more when that's true. Right. That's um, a great point. Why is think
2: that? The chicken sandwich wars very hard yeah. for everyone
1: involved. I'm sure. Exactly. Why is that? Why would they put themselves next to each other?
0: I don't know what the, the, it, it's it, like a it,
3: critical mass, and then you know one feeds the other, and every they were every yeah. You're like, anyway, that chicken sounds
1: yes. It's a classic business concept. It's anyway. not satisfying. I yeah, that's why
0: it's one. it's why businesses often are, are next to each other, even if they're competitors. It's just it's just like a thing. But in, but the media is just, it it's just a very parochial business where editors and news directors have they they have like this sort of ownership idea about the the properties that they manage that is mm. just outdated and silly and petty uh, that's uh, that, that's ridiculous but now you don't have to go through with that and already uh, it sounds like you've gotten such a great response from your subscribers uh that uh, it's already a success right yeah
3: i mean We've we're blown, blown away now. Away. Away. we People hate
2: corporate media even more than we could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, I want to say too, um, as the set is currently constituted, one little reveal I will say is your book is very prominently placed.
3: Nice. We've nice got hate ink, ink and we've, we've got, got manufacturing consent. Right. Wow. On wow. and, and,
1: yeah. Now I'm going to have to write a book so you can put it on your. Book. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it right there. <laughs> <Get> on, <I'm> <laughs> motivating. <laughs> yeah. Well, Crystal, I mean, you can cut this if this is confidential, but I believe that you weren't allowed to have me on your. Uh, on Kyle. Crystal Kyle and Friends, right? Because of my So there's
2: yes.
3: Oh, the two week rule. Yeah.
2: Explain this genius. Another silly thing. So in the same the same contractual provision that said like that Kyle couldn't was banned since I was doing this podcast with him, there was a two week, like you couldn't have someone on the podcast within two weeks of them being on rising. And since we have you on rising every single week. That effectively meant, yeah, right. that you couldn't be on the podcast. Right. So did you all. include that? So we had that? to space out, like we had Matt on right. the podcast, but then we had to like yeah, space on, and there was all kinds of weird back and forth about spacing you out from
1: Rising because of the. It's silly again, very
2: right. silly.
3: It's so, mind-numbingly stupid.
1: Right, and because and I mean, is. I just want to suggest that that's probably was the biggest factor. Because <laughs> I now you can, no, can no, have me fair. on now I can have the, pot, the new shows, yeah.
2: Katie Halper, everywhere and every time yeah. that I need your insights, you yeah. will be
1: there for me. Yeah,
3: And yeah. that was yeah. the straw. A that the was the straw that right broke the camera's
1: back. I thought so, yeah. yeah.
0: You're actually going to be levitating over the center of the set. That's the, the part <laughs> yeah. of the design, yeah, permanently. The new, yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to reveal
2: everything, but since Matt brought it
1: up. Are you afraid, though, that Kyle, because... I was listening to your the realignment, right? Mm-hmm. That's your pod, uh, and then uh, Sagar, and then Crystal. Of course, you have Crystal, Kyle, and friends. And I heard um, Kyle was saying how you guys at the Hill weren't subjected to the kind of what was it? YouTube the the ad apocalypse? What's it called? The the apocalypse. Well, that was
3: before we started the show. But yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Kyle was talking about the how how the you know having a corporation behind you. Obviously, that means that you're favored more. In terms of algorithms so i was wondering though what if this is all it did if kyle encouraged you to go rogue maybe that's because he didn't want to compete with your hill numbers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he did encourage it i'm just Once putting again, it out there
3: we're all rising together Katie? yeah
2: that's something to think about
3: yeah it's good conspiracy
2: yeah. um, we actually are a little worried and um in terms of the business model like we were a little worried about how the youtube algorithm would treat us yeah
3: because i I I do think
2: we you know being with the hill verified and authoritative resource or whatever they have them deemed i i do think you know we we benefited a lot from that and i've seen the way that independent news and politics has just been like you know really hit hard during the in recent months um with lack of subscriber growth and lack of view like view suppression all that stuff so we were kind of worried about being at the whims of the youtube algorithm which is why we're leaning more into the the
3: yeah, that's why we didn't build our business so that
2: We just that way. don't have to worry about
3: right. that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, that's why we didn't build our business off of right. YouTube views. I, I, I was told a story. I was like, you know, if this was 2014, we would have been like, Facebook watch, baby, let's yeah. go. <laughs> you know, Facebook watch views and YouTube and like, let's party. Like, you know, like let's, it's all the ad, all ads all the time. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, we're not stupid. And the real thing is, is I've been through enough digital media companies to know that, You never know what's going to happen with these ads. Never. They can turn the spigot off anytime they want. I mean, during COVID, the CPMs plummeted by like 90%. Whenever I worked at the Daily Caller, it was you pray to the Facebook gods. You have no idea how they're going to treat you that day. You have to build your business in such a way that you can't rely on anybody but your audience. And luckily, now we have the tools to do that. So thank God for that. I mean, we are not at the whims of any of that in terms of our primary source of revenue.
0: Isn't that so interesting though, that the, like for almost a decade or even longer news companies were basically building their entire editorial strategy oh, around yeah. what they, whatever they thought the algorithm was yeah. uh, for, for, and then these, they just but, change it overnight. They would change it and yeah. then they would change their strategies. And then, and you know, the only way around it is this subscriber model. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean like There are
2: were, were a bunch of companies that were just destroyed when Facebook change their model um mike, mike? is one that right. comes, oh, yeah. comes mm-hmm. to I mind see, yeah. you know they were they grew like crazy and took in all this venture money and hiring all these people you got this beautiful space and they were like the millennial you know online news destination and then the mm-hmm. second that facebook yeah changed their whole algorithm it was it was over and there were a number of companies that are like that so yeah i mean you can't you can't build a sustainable property or business or whatever off of the whims of, you know, a couple of billionaires. <laughs> it's
0: right. Not, you just came Smart it. idea. <laughs> well, this is great. So it, it, technically it starts on the 7th, right? June 7th. Yeah. We yeah. launch. Yeah. Go right. to
2: crystallinsager.com to come members and all that good stuff. And um, we couldn't be breaking more points
0: on YouTube. Please check it out. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah, spend all 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 of your uh disposable income on uh, <laughs> Don't do
3: that. On, no, if no, you can't well,
2: afford it, don't, don't do it. that. It's, and then it over.
3: I've gotten emails from someone who's like, "I'm unemployed, but I want to get." I'm like, "Keep it. It's all good." Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Please. Just <laughs> please. watch it you need. To. It's okay. Comfortable for. you, yeah, if you yeah, can I'm like if you subscribe. can afford it. Yes. yes then fine.
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent.
1: Yeah, any people you do want to call out again here your once again, offering you the chance. Well, let's we're gonna we're eyes. gonna
2: take Michelle Obama's advice and take the yeah. high road. That's
1: right. <laughs> and they go low, you go high. They go high. Right. <laughs> all right, all right.
3: Thank you guys. You, right. guys are you, okay, you guys were an inspiration to us. We love you Thank you. Take care now. Yeah.
0: All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was cool. Crystal and Sagar were sort of an inspiration to us, I think, from the beginning, right? And they remain really the the only experiment in mainstream media at that kind of thing.
1: Yes. Right. right? Yeah. They were talking about when I, I heard their, their joint crossover podcast with the realignment and Crystal Kyle and friends, they were talking about how much like people would watch them because of the aesthetics of the set and what they were wearing and everything. And so it gives them, cause they do have that in a way that like they were the only show remotely like that, that looks like a real, like, ca- like a cable news show.
0: But what's so amazing, like, it's amazing, right? Because they they did great numbers. They did numbers that yeah. were comparable to, I mean, I think, as I said, even better than CNN shows. And I, I think there were, there were lots and lots of companies that could have, I mean, they wouldn't have had those person- personalities and that would have been a, a setback. But if they had just even had tried the concept of let's not. Be culture war, you know, assassins all day long. They would have, they would have instantly done great numbers, and not Mm -hmm. one of them tried. Not they had no imitators, which was crazy,
1: right? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I just, I think that was amazing. But anyway, great. great I mean, we
1: we always started like just in terms of the inspiration thing, like yeah, the the dynamic. But we're in a different political spot where we're like not identical, but we're not diametrically opposed.
0: No, right? Yeah, exactly the concept of the show of their show was it, it was not designed to make people freak out and be angry yeah. it was designed to like look at look at things from a point of view right. that was excluded and you know yeah. we, we did a little bit of that too or be
1: angry at the media elites and the political elites
0: right anyway yeah. good for them right
1: good for them yeah well they're yeah. gonna get this useful idiots bump I mean all the success they've moving already forward got it. Yeah. is gonna be. You know where to find the source for that.
0: That's right. It's always really, no matter what the issue is, even if it's not about us, it's about us.
1: Basically, yeah. Right. At least me. Sometimes yeah. about That's us. Right. Yes,
0: I'm every, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Occasionally it's a little bit about me, but yes, it's always it's, about yeah. you at least. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, great to talk to them. Yes. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Thanks and so much or for watching.
1: Listening. And or watching. And to hear the rest of that great interview with Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, go to usefulidiots.substack.com
0: Useful idiots s- and we'll see you next idiots. week
1: substack.com subscribe on youtube rate and review the pod
0: and we'll see you again